0: On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin.
1: Welcome back to On the Block. He's Strick here in Austin Orman. We are On the Block 2-4 to and it is Friday. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We are going to finish off the last half of this segment, starting off with something that's pretty interesting that's going on out here in the uh, uh, Big Ten, in the athletic forum. And that is two athletic directors are finding their way out the door, one by way of retiring and the other resigns or fired, whatever you want to call it. Uh, USCAD Mike Bone, as well as AD uh, from Iowa, Gary Barta, who is retiring effective on August 1st. Um, That's pretty interesting uh, news to find out here, Austin. But what is your thoughts about what could happen to the Big Ten as far as, or is there an effect in the Big Ten with those types of changes, especially at this time of, of the year? Well, there have to be.
0: It has to be an effect on the Big Ten. We might not see it right now. But let's think about things from the USC perspective. Think about how many athletic directors they've gone through in such a short time. Lynn Swan wasn't getting it done. Pat Hayden wasn't necessarily strong. Um, And now they hire Mike Bone from Cincinnati, where, yes, the results on the field in terms of fundraising were really good for Mike Bone at Cincinnati. Seemed like an up-and-comer. Wasn't great at Colorado, got a second chance at Cincinnati, made the most of it in terms of the public-facing stuff. Behind the scenes, sounds like there were questions before USC ever hired him um, in terms of the workplace culture, um, you know, treatment among, you know, genders and just how he treated people wasn't great, but USC wanted to make a splash. They hired a search firm to help, but didn't necessarily do all of their due diligence because even when USC was hiring him from Cincinnati, he had these questions. They didn't just spring up comes to USC, he does lure Lincoln Riley away, you know, from Oklahoma. That's huge. Again, on the surface, that's good. He wasn't, you know, the sole mover of USC to the Big Ten, but I'm sure he played a part in those discussions. Both very good things. But again, the same questions popped up at USC. How is he treating people behind the scenes? What's the the, the culture, the environment like, mm-hmm. like at USC? Not good. So, he's out and now they're searching for another one again. For USC obviously, That's not good, because if you want to be USC, the premier California institution, especially in football that's making all the money, you have to have strong leadership. You have to. They haven't for so long, and I'm sure that hasn't helped them as they've tried to, you know, start qualifying for the college football playoff. To finally take that next step back to, you know, at least what I grew up knowing USC to be in those 2004-2005 seasons. Heck, even Carson Palmer, a little bit before that. We know what USC can be it has to start at the top with leadership. It seems like their president kind of rushed the process, trying to make Mm -hmm. a little bit of a splash and she's still there. So is she going to be in charge of hiring the next AD? I guess we'll have to see for the big 10. I get it. USC isn't in there right now, but as we've seen with Nebraska navigating a new conference, a new landscape, new logistics, it takes strong leadership. It takes everyone being aligned. Nebraska wasn't always that. And they even had an AD in place you know, for the move to the Big Ten. USC doesn't. So now it's, who's the one that's being talked to about athletics? Is it the president? I don't know what he knows about athletics. Is there an assistant AD that takes over in the interim? Probably. Who are they? What are their qualifications? How much do they know? Are they still around for the move for the Big Ten? So communication hasn't stopped just because USC and UCLA said they're coming to the Big Ten. This is when those important conversations are happening about yeah. the future of the Big Ten, the scheduling, what is the vision for USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. To have no one to talk to right now, you know, with one season to go, essentially at this time next year, Strick, we'll be a month away from USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. They'll have an AD by then, but compressing that time frame, making those conversations even more urgent, that can't be good for anyone.
1: I'm 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 kind of thrown back because it's like did did the history kind of catch up with him? Like are they just in a place where they're looking forward? Like where do they go from here? That's that's kind of what's what has me kind of thrown back, Austin. I'm I'm like, where where do they go from here? Like you're saying, there's been so much turnover. There's been so much change mm-hmm. and they haven't gotten it right. And then you do something so rash, like, you can, and you can't wait this process out too no. long. Like, where do they go from here? Like, who's available, like, to even go out there? Because otherwise, you, can they afford to even make the same type of mistake?
0: I don't think they can. Yeah. You know, they've been messing up for so long that you would think that they have to get it right eventually. But how many times do, you know you get a do over. How many times do you get a mole again? USC keeps getting them. And it helps that, you know, your USC, that you have that name brand, that prestige, good candidates will want to come. Um, I had a list here somewhere. Um, about. Oh yeah. Here's uh this is from Stuart Mandel of the athletic. He throws out a couple options for USC. Um, Jennifer Cohen, who's at Washington. Um, so she has that, that PAC 12 kind of mentality. She's on the West coast. Some others with Big Ten ties that Mandel throws out there is uh, Pat Chun of Washington State, uh, who was at Ohio State for 15 years. Mm. Um, Ross Bjork, who is at Texas A&M right now, but was at UCLA for five years. Or Heather Like at Pitt, who also spent 15 years at Ohio State. Uh, She's the current Pitt AD. So I think there are options out there, but going with, you know, big names doesn't always Always work Mm -hmm. you know you you get it you're USC you want to hire a splash name like you still have the poll to go get a Lincoln Riley type for football coach but in leadership just pick the right one they can guide the culture with a steady hand that knows how to be that liaison between the conference office and your coaches that can be there to support the coaches so my guess is we've heard the name of the next USC AD before but I don't know if we necessarily have to have heard the name before for it to be a good hire.
1: Well, let's shift that over then. and let's, let's talk a little bit more about what's going on across the border over in Iowa. Iowa and uh former AD, well, soon to be former AD Gary Barta. Um what do you think it's 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 what's been going on with the football program with the friend uh Kurt Kurt, Kurt Ferentz, and you know just the internal things there that kind of led to a being pushed out a little bit. Um I would probably say he's more pushed out they allowed him because you know they they've, they've had pretty good roundabout success in the program for the most part mm-hmm. and they're just looking to go in a different direction is, is it kind of gotten to a stalemate point with with Iowa and their in their athletic program and they're just kind of looking to uh, go up the mountain with a little bit more uh, you know fervor what 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 is it right now at this point that you you would you would expect that or suspect that Iowa's kind of at this place where they're moving on from Gary Barta.
0: I think there's a lot to get that goes into Gary Barta's tenure at Iowa. And again, I'll go back to The Athletic and what Scott Dockman, who covers Iowa, wrote. Um, He says, it's not mutually exclusive to despise Iowa's fiascos and appreciate the accomplishments, this being under Barta's tenure. It was time to move on. He's been there, Strick, for 17 years, Mm -hmm. since 2006. I mean, he... I mean, Kirk Ferentz predates him, but that's still the longest tenured head coach AD, you know, pairing in the country. Mm -hmm. So those two have essentially been joined at the hip the whole time. Gary Barta did a lot of good at Iowa. You know, he didn't screw up the baseball team. That's probably going to be playing for a Big Ten title in a couple days. Um, Hired Fran McCaffrey after a bad hire in Todd Licklider that didn't work out. You get Fran McCaffrey. Again, maybe not the highest level of postseason success, but certainly a solid program. We have to respect wrestling won four national titles within there kept the coach around uh women's basketball has really ascended A lot of stability right mm-hmm. that's the good the bad is well he's Brian Ferentz the offensive coordinator's direct supervisor with the anti-nepotism laws he hasn't made the move he hasn't made Kirk Ferentz made the move mm. so Brian Ferentz is still there and then there's all the lawsuits that have happened um Gender discrimination, racial discrimination, Title IX lawsuits, eleven million dollars from the universities mm. coffers to settle lawsuits. You know, self inflicted errors for the most part. And there's also some hesitancy with NIL and collectives to some degree. Oh, and uh, uh, he- the gambling- pause to
1: hesitancy wait, hesitancy to buy into collectives and mm-hmm. to pour into collectives? Yes. Really? A little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, the whole gambling
0: thing that just went down, you know, about a month ago. yeah So it's a lot. Right. There's apparently something even back early in his time about letting the Iowa lottery use the Iowa fight song they couldn't do. So, again, you have these highs on one side. You have the lows on the other that a lot of them were self-inflicted, easily avoidable. Put it all together and you get essentially an eight and four tenure, you know, for Gary Bard. You get the Kirk Ferentz special is what you get. A lot of mediocrity.
1: In the in the highest parts of the program,
0: yeah, mediocrity to some degree, and just solid. There hasn't really been a next step yeah, for a lot of yeah, Iowa yeah. athletics. So give been it on the, the
1: verge, but just haven't been able to kind of just break through. I mean, right. I think you've seen mm-hmm. it both on 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 all the major sports mm-hmm. uh, outside of wrestling. Wrestling, yes. their wrestling program is absolutely Fantastic. phenomenal. I think I think you've seen it with their volleyball program. I think you've seen it with their basketball program. It's like they they're right there. They mm-hmm. they'll be right on the verge or winning Big Tens and just. Can't go beyond a certain point mm-hmm. in the tournament. Same thing in football. They'll be right on the verge of even breaking through to a possible, you know, college football playoff. And, and, yeah. and you know, they'll lose. Or what I'm sure what happened to Nebraska, with Nebraska last year was not something that <laughs> they were happy about. Exactly.
0: No. Yeah. And to your point, you know, they go 12-0 in 2015 in the regular yeah. season and get absolutely demolished by Stanford yeah. in the Rose Bowl. Men's basketball – I think got a two seed and lost in the second round. Um, You have, you know, Luca Garza and Keegan Murray. And you win, what, one or two NCAA tournament games combined those two years. Women's basketball made the final four, made the title game, but still ended up falling short. So, again, not knowing as much of what goes on in there, I'll, you know, refer back to what what Doctorman wrote. And that's that it was just time. You know, 17 years is a good run. Yeah. Especially with two of those years being on the college football playoff committee. I think that's another little feather in the cap for him and for Iowa. But sometimes it's just time for a new voice. There's never going to be a perfect hire. Tenure isn't going to go perfectly. I think Varda is a a combination of some really good highs that maybe weren't quite good enough and some really embarrassing, easily avoidable types of lows that just mashed together into a fine tenure. But it sounds like Iowa has a plan. They hired away Ball State's athletic director. Um, I think back in September it was, according to this article. Um, yeah. It, uh, yeah, they, they hired someone away uh, from Ball State, uh, who was the AD there since uh, 2018. Uh, she was the interim athletic director at Minnesota and also apparently was close to getting a Wisconsin job at some point. So she's been around high major athletics. My hope as a Nebraska fan is that she's a step down. Mm-hmm. The hope for Iowa fans is, can she step in, avoid the missteps, but help take that next little bump up?
1: What does this mean then at this point with regards to Big Ten as a whole? Because, I mean, that's 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 pretty tough. Losing two in in the same, you know, breath, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a lot because you have a new commissioner in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something we didn't talk a lot about with how Kevin Warren kind of bungled the TV contract and now the new commissioner is trying to pick up those pieces. But in the era where you're adding two more teams, when you're getting rid of divisions that you've had for now a long time in the Big Ten, new people to communicate with to get to know at such a crucial time in college athletics when you're still trying to get NIL figured out, still trying to get the transfer portal figured out, you got to build those relationships quickly. You've got to know you can trust each other and your colleagues, figure out how they operate as quickly as you can, because you can't kick these decisions down the road. You've got to make these decisions sooner than later in a lot of cases. So the hope for the other Big Ten ADs, even the presidents and chancellors and the new commissioner, is that Iowa's internal succession plan goes right, that she steps right into her role and is good to go, and that USC finds someone quick you don't have to you know get the other 13 teams well 15 i guess 15 teams approval you know of the AD if you're USC but you do have to find someone that fits the culture that's able to communicate really well so it's just more change in a time of a lot of change for the big 10
1: what are some of you guys' thoughts? 402-464-5685. What are some of you guys' thoughts? I, I really would like to know how what, – what are your thoughts about the work and the job that Trev Albers is doing here at Nebraska? Um, how do you feel about, um, you know, the work and, and the steps, you know, with the hirings and mm-hmm. uh, holding firm in certain areas where some maybe thought that maybe like, for example – uh, Fred Hoyberg maybe should have been fired some time ago. Like what are some of your thoughts uh, with regards to that? Uh, you know, is our AD doing a, a phenomenal job um and you know, do you think that this will affect uh, anything with regards to the Big 10 and going forward especially with so much still out there left to be known with the TV deals especially and stuff like that?
0: I'll say this for Nebraska versus Iowa. I get it. I especially on the football side of things, and that's where a lot of the change is going to take place. I get it. I was been you know leaps and bounds more successful than Nebraska has. But Strick, I like that Nebraska made this change a year before divisions went away. Mm -hmm. Did they have a chance to you know get culture in place, have a year to grow and develop? I don't think Kirk Ferentz is going anywhere. Brian Ferentz will wait and see if they score twenty five points a game or whatever. (laughs) But. I like the position Nebraska's in, having already made those changes, having Trev Alberts and Matt Rule in place already, as opposed to, oh, crap, here come some more changes. What are we going to do in the future? You have a plan. Who knows if it works or not, but at least there's something in place. I feel good yeah. about that from this side of the river.
1: Yeah. Um, Chase B. Um, I love, we we love Chase B. Chase B we says, do. Trev Alberts is doing a great job compared to the guy we had before bill moose um well stated do you do you, do you feel that that's the case as well I, I think i think that bill bill because of the fact that he was rarely here and he was never never really around but he, he got things done in a different in a different manner i, I would probably agree uh, trev is definitely probably a little bit more hands-on uh in the mix um mm-hmm. uh his style is a little bit uniquely different and not letting his assistants and associates do a lot of the work that he probably should have been front and center in doing. Absolutely. I don't know nearly as much as I would like
0: to about the inner workings of the athletic departments under those two guys. I wish I was a fly on the wall more than I was able to be. I think Bill Moose did what he set out to do. He you know, got Scott Frost here, which again, looking back, we know how that went. But at the time, Strict, that was the move he had to make. He couldn't miss on it. He went and got it. Yeah. Nobody thought Fred Hoiberg was going to be available for Nebraska basketball. I get it. I know what the results are. But at the time, if you tell Nebraska that Fred Hoiberg is going to be your head coach, you absolutely sign up for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Darren Erstad, you know, resigns, kind of retires from coaching, steps back, and you go bring an SEC assistant, a former you Nojuko know, head coach, one of your own, and Will Bolt back to lead the baseball program, and you win a conference championship out of it. That's huge. So Bill Moose, I think, did some good things. Again, who knows what was going on in North Stadium and those walls where that culture was like, but I think what Bill Moose did and what Trev Alberts has done and has to do yet are two slightly different conversations. Okay.
1: Uh, shout out uh, to one of our great listeners. I've I had the pleasure of sitting down and having a great conversation with uh, Doke Ostergar and reminded mm-hmm. me of one of our own, uh, one of Nebraska's own, great linebacker back in his time and his day. If I remember correctly, he was a great will linebacker here at Nebraska. Ed Stewart, who used to be one of the, you know, associate commissioners for the Big 12 conference. uh, conference. He is an executive senior associate athletic director. And he asked the question, do we think that Ed would get a good shot? Ed did. uh, I know he did apply for the Nebraska position, wanted to come back home. He ends up there. He is the director of football administration. Uh, there for USC, and uh, do you think maybe he'll get a legitimate shot? Possibly. I I, I would I venture so. to say I would hope he would. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's done it at all different levels, uh, both at the uh, athletic director position as well as at the conference you know, the level. conference level. So, mm-hmm. you know, you think he would have definitely the. um the resume and, and and he's definitely got the charisma. He's a wonderful. I've I've had a chance to sit down with him when I obviously was mm-hmm. in Dallas and playing Big Twelve offices is right down there off of one fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, went in there and sat down with him on multiple occasions. Great guy, man. He, he you know he's done the work, and so I, I would hope that he would get an opportunity uh, being one of our own here from Nebraska.
0: Absolutely, that's a guy that like you said has more than put in the work. That you know like you said, applied for the Nebraska job and I think got serious consideration. I, I don't think, you know, Trev Alberts was the wrong hire. I think if you get either Trev Alberts or Ed Stewart, you're in pretty darn good hands. Yeah,
1: I would have to agree. Uh, we're going to step aside right now for a sec and uh, take a, fr- a little bit of break, and we're going to come back with a little hodgepodge of of conversation in sports with things going on. Nebraska is in need of a big win can they get it done? We'll hopefully uh, they'll be able to do so tonight against Michigan State. We're going to be rooting for that, but we're going to come back. And we're going to have a hodgepodge of conversations left on the table as we finish out the Friday before Memorial Day. Shout out to the veterans again. We'll be right back after this.